Mike check, Mike check. Live on a Wednesday morning. My name is France. I'm your host. The Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast, the Battle Rap Podcast of New York. Uh, you can follow the show on all the social media platforms, LTBR Podcast. Subscribe to our website, letstalkbattlerap.com, for all your latest stats, facts, quotes, news, updates, editorials, all that good jazz. We got it for you. Some professional coverage going on over here. Don't you already follow us? If you're new, welcome, welcome. If you're a reoccurring person that supports us, we appreciate you. Now I'm doing this monologue podcast because, um, all right, guys, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta confess. All right, I messed up. I messed up. All right, on Monday when I did the King of the Dot podcast with Vlad, we did day one. We stopped recording. We did day two, and I tried to get cute over here. I wanted to get the Ilmac and Rum Nitty recap as a separate clip. So instead of clipping that portion of the podcast, I cut off the recording so we only have that version of the podcast. That's why there's no day two pot out. I got to wear that. That's my fault. Uh, maybe it was a sign to not work on my birthday anyway. So it's OK. But I'm here to you know talk a little bit about day two. I want to give you guys an update and our thoughts on well, my thoughts on some of the day two battles. And I will say the recap article will be out this afternoon. Shout out to the senior staff writer Q. The young rook, Jay Smo. I didn't even work Jay Smo that hard this weekend, all right? Just a few battles. Just a few battles. He didn't even have to write about Pepe. I wrote about Pepe. I said, Smo, you, you know, you work very hard, man. <laughs> so, uh, day two. Just to briefly talk about some of these day two battles. Uh, Pepe and Emerson Kennedy. You know, uh, EK's been on a, a farewell tour this year, and I've loved a lot of his performances. If you haven't gotten a chance to check out him versus Geechee Gotti that just dropped recently. It went down at the top of the year, but it just recently dropped. Go watch that. Fantastic battle. You know what I'm saying? And he, he listen, he's got a lot of good, 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 good performances this year. This one wasn't one of my favorites, personally. Um, he definitely got creative, and somebody gave him access to the light switch again. So he got to play with the lights in his third round. Had a really humorous round, shooting some shots at Maverice. Your girl, your girl might have a your girl might have some words for that, sir. Huh? Be very careful. Be very careful. And Pepe was, was solid, man. I think he had a solid second round, but for the most part, uh wasn't really that moved by this battle. But salute to both gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? Loso versus Joey Gambello. I'm a big Joey Gambello fan. I want him to stay as consistent as he possibly can. Because I feel like there's a there's a movement going on again back in Toronto. They're trying to bring the culture back to Toronto. He's somebody that you'll have moments of and flashes of brilliance. You have some battles where he's a bit inconsistent or he isn't all the way clean. His second round in particular against Loso, woo! The judge threw the book at him, woo! I like that round from him. And uh, Loso's performance, pretty solid standard performance from Loso. You know what I'm saying? Name flip specialist in this one. So let's get the name flipping. Had all the Joe flips. The banjo was crazy. Had some angle punches. Talked about <laughs> trying to battle at beast mode. Uh, battles being vaulted by Joey. He battled A-War. The battle got vaulted. <clears throat> it was a good performance from Loso. Um, it was the right performance I would expect from him because he has a very busy schedule. He's got kick chaos in two weeks. Two weeks after that, he's got Danny Myers. So Loso's on tour real soon. So I expect that there to be a gradual increase in the, the performance and the material. But he's able to always project well, perform well, uh, be direct to his opponent, find a, find a way to always kind of just 
leave an impactful impression when he's on the stage. But I will say a lot of a lot of bringing it back, Loso, a lot of bringing it back. You got to tighten that up for Kid Chaos and Danny Meyer. So salute to Kid, uh, salute to Loso for his battle with Joey Gambella. I thought it was a pretty dope battle. One of the better battles of the day because besides the two best battles of this day, the rest of the day gets kind of bleak, respectfully. <laughs> All right. Carter Deems and Tricky P. Uh, Carter was Carter. Carter's fantastic. That man's the GOAT. We love Carter Deems. And if we could just watch Carter Deems individually, we could and we would. I know Tricky P is, has been a fan favorite. People were happy to see him back. But between some of the bars and the pacing and some of the just quirky ass things that was being said, it was just it's a little uncomfortable. It, it it didn't it didn't it didn't resonate with me well. You know what I'm saying? What you mean? What you mean? You gonna peg? You gonna peg what? Yeah, I don't know, Tricky P. I don't know, but I will say Tricky P. Very original, very authentic to him. Um, despite uh, what people may be craving in this era of battle rap, he stick true to himself. I may not like it, but you know, he did his thing. But big salute to Carter Deems. Carter Deems is a fool. Uh, uh, great highlights from Carter, so I really enjoyed his performance. We also had on day two Jaden Nightwing versus Mad Flex. <laughs> Round of applause for both these gentlemen because they set the bar for damn near battle tonight. And maybe for some people, they feel like they got more from this battle than they did from Roman Ilmac. Very, very, if you, I think there's no wrong answer. I think there's a wrong answer. But I think there's no wrong answer if you watch both those battles once and you felt like, yo, I like Jay and Matt Flex more because they were so layered, so detailed, dope concepts, angles. Like, this was a pen patrol. If you love the lyrical, layered, the gems, rewind, there's more to find type battles, this is the one, man. Don't let the Twitter poll and the numbers out there fool you. This is a fairly competitive battle. I have no dog in the race, no horse in the race, I should say. I, you know what I mean? Like, if you have Matt Flex 2-1, no arguments from me. He did phenomenal and definitely deserve, deserving of a win. If you have J2-1, same ordeal. Um, definitely one of the best three battles this weekend, aside from uh, Real Sick A-Ward and Romney Ilmac. Wow, that battle was so good. I don't even want to do him a disservice to try to quote anything. Go ahead and check out the highlight clips we have on LTBR podcast on Twitter. Both these gentlemen were amazing. And it's good to see Jaden Nightwing back in this element. He's such a phenomenal writer. And I love when he has those moments of feeling inspired again. And Matt Flex, if you were if you were shocked, uh don't be because this is a consistent level of performance you kind of get from Matt Flex. Go back to some of his battles from season one, some of his battles on town Bennis, you know what I'm saying? The man has been putting on at this level for years. So once they both hit the stage I was not surprised that this was the result of the battle because I know what both of these gentlemen are capable of. And uh, JC versus Lo Pesci. You know, there's moments where Lo Pesci gets into a, a, a solid, like, like, pocket where, like, the Maltese is hitting, and I'm like, okay, I'm grooving with it. You know what I'm saying? He'll have some witty lines, a little humor to break up the monotony of, like, nothing really landing between some of his dry spots, but Still haven't seen that level of competitiveness in this era from him. Like, if the B-Magic battle and the JC battle, I feel like a 2-1 in the same, where, like, he's across from 
one of <laughs> one of the more prominent names that we have in this culture that that has had this, this, this been competitive this year, B and B Magic and JC. Who um, listen, man, just because you just because you may have seen JC lose a couple battles in the last few months or so between like Clutch or Hustle or Surf. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's a year ago now. But regardless, ain't nothing sweet with JC. Ain't nothing sweet with Julian. You put Julian in front of you, that's still a very much a threat you have to deal with. He didn't have to do much to really secure the win for this battle all three rounds for me. Very, um, very uh, walk in the park win for JC. You got to salute him. Uh, very dope second round. Very dope third round. Pretty much carried the content in this battle for real, for real. Um, but Lil Pesci is good to see when you... Uh, Think of King of the Diet, think of battles in Toronto. You want to see him there. So, so to that, I just think he could have had a different opponent that isn't as high level as JC. You know what I'm saying? It's a very, it's a very massive gap between Lopez and JC in 2023. I feel the same way about Hollahan and Gichigati, but I know that that's more so to get Gichigati in Toronto for his Toronto debut. And he won the battle patch there. I know there's a bit more sentimental value there. So the point is, there's a bit of a gap between their skills in this at this current day and age. So you see a lopsided results. But that's that's all the day two battles. Me and Vlad didn't get a chance to cover. Go ahead and check out the Ilmac and Romney recap. We did it off our first watch. I feel like I didn't give Ilmac enough justice in that recap. I, I played a clip of Ilmac towards the end because, my God, man, um, listening to Ilmac talk a little bit about that battle. He actually broke down his strategy in the battle. I actually want to play this clip. Let me see if I can get it up for you guys. Wait. No, no, no. Let me get professional here. I could get this bad boy up on the stream yard. Oh, what are we doing, France? Come on, man. You ain't got to play that into the microphone. Pause. Let's get that into the stream yard. of doing that because if it doesn't hit the first round that you actually stuck with the same nah so I, I don't think i took the same angle all three rounds but i think i like basically what the out the outline of my shit was was my thinking going into it was is rum as a superstar because he, he battled out here on blackout mm -hmm. but rum in superstar form for the first time in toronto i'm like no matter what i do he's gonna bomb bomb on me in the first and everything is gonna hit i'm like mm -hmm. just because his style is instant gratification and it's going to pop in that room. I knew that was going to pop. So I'm like, what I need to do is in the first, basically break down punches very detailed to make sure that he has diminishing returns in round two and three. So I'm like, I know he's going to pop. So I'm going to punch in the midst of it and create moments, the blackout, the shot, you know, all these different things where I'm like, I'm still going to have to punch. But I need to put a chink in the armor just enough to give me breathing room in two and three because that's my strongest rounds to me. And I'm like, and I'm bombing in the second with aliens. So the first is breaking down your punches. The second is the just name flips. It's like, okay, I'm going to punch it too. I'm going to play right. your game, but I'm going to do it my way. You know? mm -hmm. And in the very end, I was like, okay, I'm going to speak the aliens language. Right, Let's right, talk right. this other world and science shit. You know? And you definitely I, came I with it, yeah. I can't help but throw the ill match to his Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then round three was like, just say what you mean. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is what I mean. And there you have it, man. That's a breakdown of uh, Ilmac's writing process, the outline and the strategy for the three rounds against Romniti. I've seen a lot of people say that it got it kind of got repetitive. It definitely felt that way because every round was somehow attached to the other. So that's that's where you see like, okay, maybe you felt like he took the exact same angle every three rounds. He technically didn't, 
but he definitely referenced some of the same points. And it, it's all, it all tied in very well because if it was effective for you from the go round, it's going to be effective for you long term. And if it wasn't, then it won't be. But that's why we have such a debatable battle between the two of them. And my God, like that battle on replay. That's why earlier I said, like, in between when I first watched Jay Maflex and Rumman Ilmac, it felt like Jay and Flex gave me more value, like longer rounds. Uh, I was a bit more shocked, you know what I'm saying? But then when I stopped to rewatch Rumman Ilmac, I realized, like, you know how hard it is for a main event to live up to its hype and standard. And more importantly, like, these are two, like, of the elitists and some of the greatest standing in front of each other. I still didn't like Romney's first round being as short as it was. The candidate scheme was fire. I thought I was just surprised the round was so short. But despite that first round, the other five rounds are just bombs. Are, are, it's magic. It's fireworks. It's great writing. It's strategy. It's potent lines. It's it, it's creativity. Like, it's, it's really, in the words of organic, again, I don't want to steal this, the pinnacle of penmanship. So go ahead and check that battle out. Pop the VOD. Listen to our recap of it. Um, so that's pretty much all I had for day two that I wanted to uh, revisit because I didn't get a chance to save that podcast again. I apologize to everybody out there, but you know, a couple, I want to touch on a few more topics before I get about it here with this monologue podcast. So, uh, fresh off of Blackout, I've seen there's been a reoccurring theme amongst some of the voices and influences in media that you know, a word battles too much, right? And, and here we go. Let me put the manager hat on, right? I wish I had a Kansas City hat on. I would have would have made the transition better. But I think this, I think this, the this the timing of the statement from all these people in media reveals a lot to me, right? Because Aver's battled three times in a month, three times in the last six weeks. Aver, Charlie Clips, and Real Sick. But you know who else has battled three times in that exact same time frame? Rum Nitty. He battled Ace Mean on Summer Madness, Jazz on the Riot, and Ilmac. On King of the Die, and if we break that down, the Rum Nitty battle is one of the, the better battles on Summer Madness and one of probably the best battles so far we had on a big stage this year. Very competitive clash against the reigning woman of the year in jazz. Dope battle. And arguably one of the battles of the weekend, arguable battle of the year contender, and an elite display, yet again, the pinnacle of penmanship against Ilmac. An, a, a, an amazing battle. So in those three weeks, three high-level opponents, Two goats, <laughs> maybe three debatables. If you feel that Ace Battle is debatable as well, they're all very competitive. You can make the argument for his opponents, but great showings from Rum Nitty. Great showings. Uh, you know who else has battled three times in that same amount of time, six weeks? Geechee Gotti. He also battled three times this month. He battled Coffee Brown, that same riot card. It was a battle that, you know, to, to put lightly, the culture was left of much to be desired from that performance from both of them. Um, the easy to block captain battle. The most impactful battle this year, the most impressive win. That battle alone might be worth two or three battles from Geechee Gotti, you know. And then the main event against Hollihan, a great opportunity for Geechee to, you know, bless the Toronto crowd with his talents and express his gratitude to be there. But uh, I do feel like if we're just looking at the, the actual battle, you know, Hollihan really, really wasn't up to par for what you expect from. A battler at 20, in 2023, but Geechee was great, so can't take nothing away from him. Plus, his third round dedicated to Patch Day, very heartfelt. So, three main events, one battle that you might consider lackluster, one of the biggest wins of the year. This damn near got him in some people's Cody contention because of how impactful that win was. And then a, a dope heartfelt battle against uh, Hallahan and the Toronto crowd. And then we go to A Ward's last six weeks, right? Averb. 
the biggest battle of his career, grudge match, that lived up to all hype and expectations. And it's a debatable win. You know what I'm saying? It's arguably one of the best battles of the year. Everybody called it one of the best battles of the year after it happened. Okay. He has a lackluster rematch against Charlie Clips. Another debatable win, but it's not something to really write home about or really hang your hat on. You know what I'm saying? Fine. We could take that. But I thought he had a fantastic performance against Real Sick. He just stood in front of a Real Sick career high. If you look at the Twitter polls, a lot of them are in like the 60-40 range, 65-35 splits for in favor of Real Sick to A-Ward. So that kind of insinuates it might be debatable. But I think at the end of the day, it's a competitive battle, and I can't say A-Ward's bad in that battle. That's probably why you want to give Real Sick as much praise as you want to give him because he was – he was great and arguably took this battle clear in a lot of people's eyes or the consensus of a lot of people in media. And it was a, against a very good award, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, this is still arguably the battle of the weekend, definitely battle of the night for day one and arguably a battle of the year contender as well. So you're telling me this is the second battle of the year contender in, in the same month. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think it's difficult to battle three times in this span of time, but he's not the only one doing it. So to cast his narrative that he's battling too much when there's others doing the exact same amount of volume with similar results, similar positive results as well. I think it's like we need to salute all these guys for their work ethic, being able to handle this much of a workload and these kind of stages and performances. Because between Rum, Geechee, and Awar, they didn't battle three times in six weeks on small leagues. These are all big cards, big, big leagues, <laughs> important opponents, important cards. You know what I'm saying? And more importantly to this narrative, this is what makes it most interesting to me, right? In 2021, A-Wars battled 23 times. In 2022, A-Wars battled 19 times. In 2023, he's battled eight times. This is the least amount of times he's battled since probably 2020. You know, uh, since 2019. So, like, why do you think he's battling too much? Is it because now it's finally against higher profile opponents and the, 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 the bloggers and the media have to actually cover these battles instead of letting all his battles go on the wayside from times he's battled on smaller leagues? And this isn't even the first year he's battling high level opponents. The year he, he ranked top five in Cody, he battled Ill Will, Gucci Gotti, Luke Castro, Shotgun Shug, Charlie Clips, and the one rounder Rosenberg Raw. I keep going. And so, like, this is even the this is even the first year you could be like, he's finally getting the names. And in between the six battles of Big K, Vixen, Frack, Aver, Charlie Clips, and Real Sick, you can very much argue he's three and three. He has quality performances in all of them, even in the ones he's he's taking losses to, in your opinion. So I don't necessarily buy this whole notion that like he's like oversaturated or like does he and does he need to like map out the timing between some of these big battles? I agree. I would like to see him have at least three or more weeks for a big battle. Don't forget, all these battles were booked out with a month apart. You know what I'm saying? Clips is supposed to be August 5th. Verb is supposed to be September 2nd. War and Sick was supposed to be at the end of September, September 30th. So, like, everything was planned out till Chrome got pushed back and it had to go in the middle of it. And maybe it might have really taken a, a big effect on some of things. But he tried to go about this the right way. I still think the results of this is, is fantastic. And it's clear to me that this is the first time you guys have to actually cover him this much. So you guys feel like he's battling too much. When the reality is this is the least amount of times he's battled. So this is just a showcase that reveals that 
a lot of y'all probably haven't been watching some of these battles. In fact, I think I heard Vado Fly like recapping a lot of like A Wars battles against white guys. And at one point he stopped and said, I think he battled real deal. He lost a real deal. I think he battled real deal. Hold on. He has to stop the video to go check. And he's reading the comments. And he's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I see some real deal 2-1s. see a lot of A-War 2-1s. Maybe I got to watch this battle back. It's like, were, were you ready to just commit to a narrative, to a battle that in your mind you didn't even know existed that you probably hadn't watched? Like, prior to you looking it up, could you have tell me what card it was, what event it was? I don't know. Like, this, these, are, these are just the small moments where, like, I feel like the standard's a little bit unfair towards war. And, yeah, th this is me saying this, so I know what y'all going to say. Friends, you know, you got your manager hat on. You, 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 you. You cape in, you this and that, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? I'm just here for some this 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 just keep everything a fair standard, all right? Because this isn't the guy battling too much when you have some of his peers battling the exact same amount of volume and they get an excessive amount of praise for it. For some reason, with him, he gets discredited. So that's something I wanted just to leave you guys with there in regards to uh what he's been doing. Still a fantastic uh, stretch. I, I grade that verb performance at A. Try to do performance at C. That real sick performance at B, maybe a B minus. I'll take that, man. That was very, very good for that span of time. All right. All right. We do got a few more things I want to touch on before I get out of here, too. Uh, shout out to Bullpen Dope in the Pen. And that's an event going down October 28th out in Oakland. Got some heavy matchups on this card. Heavy, heavy, heavy matchups. Uh, John Tom's battling Mr. Fab out in Oakland. So this is a, this is a, this is a dope look for him. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of reminding me a little bit about the Jay Mills battle. It's giving me that feel. But, you know, it's a road game and the undercard is stacked. All right. We got Calico versus Pass on the undercard. That, that alone is going to sell all the pay-per-views. You know what I'm saying? Like Calico and Pass in Oakland. Who's not here for that? Really? Matter of fact, go ahead and book your ticket now that after that battle happens, we're going to hear a lot of, we're going to see a lot of BLTYs on the timeline. BLTY contender. You know, we're getting to that point of the year where every event feels like it has one of these. So when you start to hear a little bit too much, you get a little numb to it or you have to like see it for yourself to evaluate. And maybe some of these battles are worthy. It's just when you stop to make the list in December, you realize something doesn't make the cut no matter how good it was because it's just something out there better. Um, but I think Calico and Pass will be an amazing battle. They also announced Yoshi versus Vixen the Assassin today. That's going down. Um, there's a battle that wasn't announced, but somebody leaked it. And if you heard me earlier in the podcast mention it when I talked about somebody's schedule to put two and two together. So I won't, I won't, uh, I won't say it again. But Dope Independence is a fire card. John John been putting on fire cards all year. So I gotta salute that. You know what I'm saying? J400's car is also going down this weekend. Uh, big salute to J400 for that. Let me pull up that card and give you the whole breakdown there because he's battling Av. The main event is J versus Av. That's going down. Home to the guy will now be battling Marv 1. A-Ward um, uh, returned the money for the battle and rescheduled it. Great decision. A very great decision by him. Uh, Danny Myers will be battling O Solo on this. The Saga will be battling Enes. Speed Dial will be battling Brooklyn Carter. Uh, five though battles uh, uh, Saturday, October 7th. And the cards on pay-per-view. So go ahead and cop the pay-per-view on Rap Grid. Shout out to Black Compass. They will be doing the commentary for that as well. So the Set It Off card by J400 will be a movie. I will be in attendance. So you already know I'm going to try to get you guys clips too. You know how I do. 
what else is going on before I get up out of here? I think that's all we have for now. I think maybe we could do a space to talk about or break these battles down. I know Cola will definitely be doing this space because he's doing the commentary, so he's going to be breaking down these battles. So go ahead and pull up on, pull up on him and listen to that. And um, I think that's all that I want to talk about for now. But I will say this. I'm watching all these K-Shawn clips on my expert opinion. Not surprised that the first time Math Hoffa brings back a battle rapper, <laughs> he brings it back in the midst of there being controversy. And somehow, some way, every time I hear Kayshawn speak more, I understand less. I'm more confused. And in every interview, I feel like there's just certain questions that are just not being asked. And when you kind of get close to those questions being asked, like, you don't get a direct answer. I mean, he's from Harlem. You're never going to get a direct answer from somebody from Harlem. That's on, that's on par with the brand. But I don't know. I'm just... I'm at this. Me and Vlad we're gonna break down the tape real soon. So we're gonna do a full analysis on everything that's being said. But I broke this down earlier, thinking what July was it? There's a I did a monologue podcast detailing the entire timeline of the the open battle contract between like Daylight and then obviously the Jack Boy battle. So if there's two battles that Kayshawn owes, um, you know. I feel like it's as simple as either do the battles or refund the money. I think it's that simple. You know what I'm saying? If ARP and Remy offered to come together and get him out of the situation, it's because he owes money. They're coming together to give him money because he owes money so he can get out of the situation. Um, I, I don't see the discrepancy there between like, <laughs> there's a lot to break down here. So I'm not going to give a full thought on it now, but this is a thought I've had on it in the past. And it's, it's even more prevalent now. If you owe two battles on this on this contract that you signed, this exclusivity contract that you signed, that you didn't know what exclusivity meant at the time, um, either do the battles or refund the money. I, 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 don't, I don't feel like it's that complicated. You know what I mean? Um, I know Keishan also, like when you hear Keishan on my sort of opinion, it clearly sounds like he wasn't aware of certain things from the contract, probably didn't fully read it in detail. And... You know, Kayshawn's a vet, man. He's he's a he's a he's a great. He's been here since 2008, maybe even before that. You know, so like, I don't really feel any sympathy for somebody that hasn't necessarily dived into their contract or the the, the ins and outs. It doesn't even have to be you to read it. It could be you to get somebody to read it for you, so that you understand what you're committing yourself to. You know what I'm saying? And I think there could be some blame playing on the league as well for maybe not rescheduling certain things or communication or figuring out how to like maybe get him some money for the inconvenience, the things that were out of his control, like the Jack boy battle. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? There's definitely some blame to place on both parties, but I still think it's as simple as either just do the battles or refund the money. <laughs> I, I think that's literally case point. This the, 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 the premise of this entire year long dispute, but me and Vlad will break it down uh, sometime this week or next week. So that's all for me today. Let's talk battlerap.com. Go ahead and check out the King of the Dot recap article coming out this afternoon. We got another dope article coming out the next day. You know what I'm saying? Be on the lookout for that on Thursday. I'm not going to tell you who it's about. Be surprised. It's going to be a real goodie. And uh, we do got some crucible coverage from Q. He did a podcast for Battle Rap Dog, breaking down this entire uh, crucible season three class, finals exams coming up next week. So 
whole bunch of battle galore going on. We're going to cover the J card next week. We got I battle next week, bullpen next week. I think Q will be at probably finals exams or civil war. So we'll get some coverage on one of those two events as well. Um, I want to take the time to say prayers to DNA as well and his mother and his family. Um, very tragic, uh, fortunate events. He went on 15 minutes of fame to kind of talk about how he felt like the hospital failed him. Um, how, you know, how, persistent he was with his communications and requests that weren't being met. Um, definitely feel free to go ahead and check out that video um, and support DNA in any way possible. That If he uh, if he needs anything from us and the culture, we're here for it. You know, uh, I did see that he was supposed to be battling an eye battle this weekend, and Lex Luthor tweeted out, I reached out to DNA yesterday to let him know it's okay to push the battle back to December, but DNA said he wanted to we wanted to make it very clear that the show must go on and we still will be doing the battle with Dungeon again against this weekend. So I think maybe it's a really good distraction for DNA to get into doing something that keeps his mind occupied. Um, and I, I got to salute. I got to salute that because, man, that is difficult. That's beyond difficult. I sent a bunch of prayers and I empathize with him. Uh Again, check out that video on 15 Minutes of Fame with Uncle Ra and DNA, where he talks a little bit about the entire story of everything and anything that he needs to uh, get some support from us. We're, we're there 100% of the way. Let's talk about We're out of here. Enjoy your Wednesday.